How's it going, everyone? Here we are again, a little earlier than anticipated. Uh, for those of you that listened to my previous podcast about the Snyder Cut, um, I did not end up taking that nap, uh, and I've been awake since 3 a.m. Um, but uh, I just got done watching the theatrical cut, theatrical cut, and this is going to be my spoiler review kind of of Snyder Cut but I'm also going to be talking about the original Justice League because I kind of feel like to really give my thoughts on it truly I really do need to talk about the previous version of the film as well um, to really explain myself and where I'm coming from and what I liked about the Snyder Cut and all of that jazz. So before I get into anything, let me very clearly and very openly say, if you have not watched the Snyder Cut yet, do not listen to this, because this is going to be spoiler-filled. I'm not going to go out of my way to talk about things that I don't want to talk about, and with four hours of material, I'm definitely not going to be talking about everything. But I will be spoiling some of it. So if you don't want any of it spoiled, just save this for later. Come back. And yeah, for everybody else, let us jump into this. Um, I honestly, I was actually just saying this to a friend of mine before I, I hit record on on this but I want to say this is actually the first time that I've ever done a podcast about something where I'm nervous and I'm nervous about the possible reception and I'm even nervous because I don't even know exactly how to start this out because there's so many layers to this and it's very interesting you know like because I have some very opinionated views when it comes to Star Wars and I have no problem with putting my opinion out there for people to hear. Um, so I don't know why I'm so nervous about this, but um, but I am. I'm nervous to put my, my, my thoughts out there because I really don't want it to come off a certain way. I do hope that anyone listening to this, and especially if you're somebody that has listened to me for a while, I hope you know that I am trying to be fair in my assessment obviously I have my own opinions and things like that and just things that just I like as a movie goer and watcher and all those types of things so there is that but all of you know that I try to be as objective as possible when I watch movies you know Um, it's very easy for me to be objective and subjective as well Um, I can bounce back and forth between both parts of my brain as a movie watcher. Um, But this is really different. This is really different for me, and it's weird, because I wasn't expecting it to be um, this way. Um, So I jotted down, as I was going through the 2017 version, I jotted down pros and cons, and... Then I also jotted down pros and a few pros and cons for the Snyder Cut uh, as as well. 
Um, so I'm going to start with the 2017 version because it, I just finished watching it and it's more fresh on, on my mind. So I want to, I want to start, I want to start there. Um, but before I do that, I do want to say this as a, as an introduction to this, um, or a precursor, I guess, to this, is I think it is necessary to say that at the end of the day, both Justice League movies is the same story. So if there's any of you that you don't like the story of Justice League, I don't know that the Snyder Cut is going to make that much of a difference for you, because at the end of the day, it is the same story. But the execution of the story is vastly different. So I think you, within yourself, as a movie watcher, you kind of have to debate with yourself on what were your issues, if you had issues with the 2017 version, and what were they? Now, if you're somebody that actually enjoyed the 2017 Justice League, then I think the Snyder Cut for you is simply going to be, hey, you just get another version of the movie you get to watch, and you can bounce back and forth between both versions, um, possibly. Um, so honestly, I think it's a happy day for you because you get two versions of, of that story for you now, and you get to see two... Um, two versions um, although I honestly don't know anyone who after watching Snyder Cut would ever want to go back to the 2017 version but I digress you know that is that as what I say because here's the thing you know you know it's like let's look at Lord of the Rings for the, for instance you know like the story beats of Lord of the Rings is the story you know Frodo gets the ring he goes on the journey he meets up with his hobbit friends at some point, you know, they, they, they meet up with the Fellowship. At some point, the Fellowship gets disbanded. Sam and Frodo do their thing, and they get the ring to Mount Doom. And everybody else does their thing until they meet up at the end to try to be a distraction. You know, the story is the story. What changes is the execution and character development and the relationship between the characters and us as the audience watching the movie and I, and that needs to be established um, going into it so now that I've said all that let's actually get into the meat of both of these of these movies um, let us let let's let's start with the pro Let's start with the pros that I have for the 2017 version. And, and I'm going to be honest, I only have two, and both of them are pieces of dialogue. Um, the first bit I actually really do like is when um, Batman and Wonder Woman and Cyborg and Flash are all about to go in and save Cyborg's dad and you know um you know they're in the 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 water tunnel thing you know um and they're about to go in and flash kind of pulls batman outside and he's like look you know i'm just a dude like i've never done this before 
like, you know, I, I don't I don't know that I can do this. And Batman basically just tells him, save one, you know, just go in there and 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 save one. And, you know, Flash kind of asks, and then what, what do I do after that? And he's like, you'll I, you'll figure it out. You, you'll know what to do after that. And I really like that. I really like the whole just save one because it's because it's true. You know, uh, Barry, you know, he probably hasn't ever done anything like this. And, you know, uh, I really kind of like that scene of where Batman's like, look, don't overcomplicate it. Just save one and just keep doing that. Just save as many people as you possibly can. Just get them in and out. It's all you have to do. So that is one thing that I really actually did like in the Joss Whedon version of Justice League that is not in the Snyder Cut. Um, the other thing that I kind of liked, and it's, it's mainly just because I'm a big Stephen King fan and I thought it was kind of clever, is when they bring Superman back um, and all of them are standing there kind of looking at Superman and they are kind of sort of realizing that, hey, something's not right with, with uh, Duder over here. Um, Flash, or Barry, also throws out the line, uh, Pet Cemetery, which I thought was really kind of clever. And I really, liked, I really liked that. That is honestly my only pros for the 2017 Justice League. The only pros. Um, I do have a few mixed. Um, and I really am mixed on it. Um, the first being, um, there's this little scene that was added in between Clark and Lois um, before Martha comes up and Clark is reunited with his mother and, you know, hu hugs her and, and, and everything. And I like the scene that was there because Clark and Lois ha and, and Martha sort of have a scene like that together in the Snyder Cut. And I like that better. I do like that better in the Snyder Cut. I like the version of that in the Snyder Cut better. But there's a few pieces of dialogue that Lois says and there's sort of a really like kind of Superman-y callback sort of reply response that Clark gives Lois to what she says that I kind of dug to. It felt very Superman to me. And I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. And but I didn't love it either. And I'm glad that we got the ver what we got in the Snyder cut better. But I like it's like I said, I'm mixed. I can't decide whether I like it, where whether I think it was a good choice or not. You know, it really is like I'm I'm split right down the middle. I can I can I can see I can see the, the, the good in that scene and I can see the the con of getting rid of what Zach filmed for that um, as well. The other mixed thing that I have is it did feel, this scene did feel very Marvel-y, like you would see it in a Marvel film. It definitely didn't completely 
fit for these characters. But that whole scene where Aquaman is emotional and then it's revealed that he's sitting on the lasso of truth and he kind of threatens Barry afterwards. That I thought was really cute. That I thought was really funny and I didn't hate it. But again, it's not in the Snyder Cut. It is definitely something that was added for this version of the movie. So I, I don't miss it in the Snyder Cut at all. But I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. So that's another one that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of really kind of, kind of, kind of mixed on. Um, but let's, let's, let's get into the cons though of the 2017 version. This, uh, in contrast to the Snyder Cut, this movie moves extremely fast. Um, and it gives you no time to breathe. And somehow, being as fast-paced as it is, is, it's boring. It's just boring. And it's such a weird dichotomy. How can a movie be so fast-paced and yet boring? Um, that was like really one of the more overall feelings of it. Because again, going back to what I said in my introduction to all of this, it's the same story. Like, there's, you know, there is the two hours of footage or, or hour and a half of footage or whatever that was actually used in this version of Justice League. Plus, we get a couple more hours of stuff in the Snyder Cut. So, like, there is carryover between the two films. There is, there's, you know, it's just, in the Snyder Cut, these scenes are recontextualized. So, it's strange, because a lot of it is the same stuff, but I'm not invested in it. It's just, it's, it's, like I said, it's fast, and it's boring. The next thing I would say is I really hate the design of Steppenwolf. And that is something that I've hated since day one of seeing it back when I first saw it after it came out on Blu-ray. Because I didn't see the movie in theaters. I only saw the movie after it came um, to home video. So I always hated the design of Steppenwolf. Um, and especially after seeing the design in the Snyder Cut, it just, it doesn't even come close. It, it just completely pales in comparison. The other thing I didn't like at all is the color. The color palette they use for this movie is awful. And look, I understand that the style that Snyder uses for the majority of his films, that dark kind of brooding, muted palette, it's not for everybody. And I can understand wanting to make it more 
like a typical superhero movie. You know, or like even, you know, Shazam and Aquaman had a brighter palette to them than, you know, um, than anything that, you know, than Man of Steel or BVS had. So, you know, I, I can understand wanting it to look brighter, but there was something about the way they colorized it, man. There was some, there was, the, the color was so off, it just looked bad to me after seeing the Snyder Cut. And it's hard to really describe or explain, but when you look at the scenes that are in both, and look how it's colored in the older version versus how it looks in the Snyder, it just looks like bad Photoshop or something. It just looks not good. Um, another thing that I really didn't like is this whole forced thing where Diana is like against raising Clark from the grave and she's having this argument with Bruce and she's being really kind of brooding and just not like herself. I really didn't like that. Um, just the overall unnecessarily Marvel style of humor throughout the film is really forced and it doesn't work and it takes so many of the characters like out of their own element. Um, I just think it com completely undermines what is good about this this story and this movie. Um, I do not like the changes to the Superman resurrection scene um, in the 2017 version. Um, it is so fast-paced. It's basically all right. We're here to we're here to raise Superman from the grave. We raise Superman from the grave, and there's there's no stakes involved. There's no there's no nothing. It's just it's so fast, and I don't like it. And what is with this whole line? There's this added scene for this version of Justice League where Superman grabs Batman by the head and he's lifting him to the air and they kind of are going back and forth like, you know, I remember you, why did you raise me from the grave, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Superman throws that whole do you bleed line back at Batman and it's just, it just doesn't work. It's just bad. Also... You know, the, this whole scene at the very end of the movie where Cyborg's like, my toes hurt. Like, how does my, like, I don't even understand. Well, how do my toes hurt? And Batman's like, or, or not Batman, Superman's like, uh, I want to die. It's, it's just all oh, bad. And Steppenwolf's death is just, it's awful. It's just awful. I don't like the way they kill off Steppenwolf in this version with the parademons attacking him and everything. It's just like... Um, and the whole mother thing throughout the movie, instead of it being dark side, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's just bad. It's just really, really bad. Um, let's talk about the Snyder Cut now in, in depth a little bit. Um, one of the things that is blatantly clear about the Snyder Cut is this movie gives every single character Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, Batman, Aquaman every single one of them has time for character development and every single one of them 
has a clear arc for for them and by the time you get to the end the team up is earned it is 100% earned and you believe that these people actually want to fight beside each other um the other thing that I loved about the Snyder Cut is from not just beginning to end of Justice League, but from beginning to end of Man of Steel, the Ultimate Edition of um, BVS, and now the Snyder Cut, there is a clear vision for these characters. There is a clear vision throughout, and that is really missing in the 2017 Justice League. Um, it's crazy. The other thing that is crazy is Cyborg's storyline is completely wiped. Um, Cyborg went from a character who I thought I really kind of liked the design. I didn't hate Ray Fisher in the 2017 version, but as a fan, see, I know, the way that I know Justice League is through that 2003 or whatever it was cartoon series on Cartoon Network. That is my Justice League. That is how I know Justice League. I didn't read the comics. I didn't grow up with these characters like a lot of people. And I love Cyborg. I really do. I love all of these characters. But Cyborg was really forgettable. Cyborg was really, really forgettable in the 2017 version. Cyborg, when you hear people say that Cyborg is the heart of this movie, they are not kidding. He is the heart and the center of Justice League. And this movie does not work without the scenes that are in the Snyder Cut. It just doesn't. And it's clear when you watch the 2017 version. Um, I really liked the step... I, I kind of mentioned this already when I was going over the 2017 version, but I really liked the Steppenwolf design from this one. It is more true to form. It looks like it actually belongs in this universe. I really, really liked it. And I really liked the design of Darkseid too. And I really liked what they did with Darkseid as well. And this. It was just enough to sort of be a tease. But not so limited that you felt like you weren't getting enough. Like it was the perfect amount for the story that was being told. The other thing, another thing that I really loved about this was the bloody R rating. I loved that it was gory. I actually really agreed with the couple F-bombs that were in the movie. It was great. And the last thing I have, I, I have to mention for the pros, for sure, is I loved the fluff scenes, what I call the fluff scenes in this movie. There are a lot of scenes in the Snyder Cut where, sure, 
you probably could have shaved a few minutes here, a few minutes there, a few little dialogue bits here and there. You know, like a good example is at the very beginning of the movie, you know, Bruce comes back to the airport and him and um, Alfred are walking up into the, out the plane and Alfred asks him, so how did it go, you know, with Arthur Curry? And basically Bruce tells him, I did work out, you know, be, you know, he said no. Do you have to have that scene? No, but it is a really great scene between those two characters. And there's a lot of stuff like that in the movie that you don't realize how much it elevates the movie until you go back and watch that 2017 movie and realize what isn't there. It's bizarre. It is really bizarre. Um, I loved the reveal of Martian Manhunter in this movie. I really enjoyed, for the most part, the epilogue scene scenes in this movie because they you know they kind of do this thing at the end where you know the movie ends and then you get the epilogue and really the epilogue is just a bunch of other scenes that didn't really fit in with the rest of the movie but Snyder wanted to include it um because why the hell not you know and I'm glad that he did um but that is where my cons come in, come into play. But not for the reason that you think. Because I loved every single one of the epilogue scenes. So this is not, you're not going to hear me say, I didn't like the epilogue at all. Where my concern comes in, though, is I'm worried that we're not going to see anything become of these epilogue moments um because you know you could have easily ended the movie where it actually ended and been like okay you know no harm no file we have the starter cut now and maybe warner brothers will follow in zach's footsteps or maybe they are just going to continue to own what they did in 2017 and it, it just is what it is, you know? Um, and the standard cut is just sort of this really fun thing for fans. But you add those epilogue scenes into the equation, and honestly, as a fan, I want to see the follow-up to this these scenes, man. Like, they are a really big tease. And... I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get some follow-up at least to one of these scenes for sure. Um, um, if not all three of them. But yeah, so that's sort of where my concern is at. Um, love the epilogue scenes. I just don't know what to think about them in the context of like our reality and movie production and where things are moving forward, you know? I just don't know. Um, so overall, here are my ratings for both movies, and then I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say a bit more, um, just in case some of you may not have listened to my 
my other podcast that I did earlier. Um, honestly, my rating for the 2017 version is a 4.5 out of 10. I do not understand, again, this is not me judging anyone's opinion or taste in film or anything like that. I'm really trying not to be that person. But after seeing the Snyder Cut, I really don't understand how anyone can praise or enjoy or think that the original version of Justice League is good. I just don't. Um, I just really don't. It's really bad. So for me, it's 4.5 out of 10. It's awful. Um, and the Justice League Snyder Cut is a 9 out of 10 for me. I think I'm pretty solid on a 9 out of 10. Um, the only reason why I'm not giving... And honestly, my only reason for not giving it a 10 out of 10 is... I just don't want to be that guy. I want to give it a 10 out of 10. But there's something holding me back. Um... Otherwise, I would. Um, Because I honestly can't think of any real flaw with the movie at all. You know, some people might think the fact that it's four hours long is a flaw. I don't. There is no difference between watching, binging four episodes of Game of Thrones and watching this. There's no difference between watching Avengers Endgame and watching this. There is no difference between watching any of the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings and watching this. It's just completely dependent on whether you want to invest four hours of your time on a particular day or not, you know? But I love longer movies. Um... But in conclusion, this is this is where I will end everything. And like I said, I, I, I kind of said this in, in the podcast that I did earlier, but I, but I will say this. I didn't know a movie could be as bastardized as it can until after watching the Snyder Cut. You know, as a, as a lifelong film fan, I know it goes into making movies. And I know there, there have been hundreds, if not thousands of director's cuts over the years and issues with studio interference and all sorts of things through the years. This isn't anything new. But I feel like this just takes things to a whole new level. You really just don't understand what could be until you see a director's full vision. And and look, I completely understand with people that are not the biggest Zack Snyder fans, okay? I know that there are still a lot of people that don't like Man of Steel. And I still understand that there are a lot of people that don't like BVS, either version. But for me, honestly, Monday night, I watched Man of Steel. Tuesday night, I watched BVS Ultimate Edition. And I stayed up Wednesday night, Thursday morning, today, watching the Snyder Cut. And I can honestly tell you, guys, when you see Snyder's vision all the way through, it is unparalleled to anything that I've ever seen. 
and I'm not and and I'm I'm a Snyder fan but I'm not like a Snyder fanboy or anything you know I have issues with some of his stuff just like everybody else does you know um, but I really am blown away I mean I was even telling somebody the other day like look I still have two major issues with BVS the whole Martha thing in BVS is laughable at best I can understand how it might seem good on paper but in execution it's just it's just janky it just doesn't work and also Lois throwing the spear away to only have to come and get the spear again later just is stupid like I can kind of understand where maybe they needed a reason for Clark to fly back to where the spear is to get it and Lois almost dying is a good thing to catch his attention so I get it but no it's like you need the spear the spear is over there just go get the spear you know Lois putting herself in danger and almost dying is just stupid it just doesn't make sense but those are literally my only problems with BVS I know there are some people that really don't like Lex Luthor I know there's a other things that a lot of people don't like but honestly those are my only two issues with BVS very very minor things you know to me Man of Steel is another 9 out of 10 film BVS is an 8 out of 10 and the Snyder Cut is a 9 out of 10 like I really want to see more from Snyder after this and it's and it's crazy and I really hope that Warner Brothers and I really hope that other production companies really pay attention to what happens when you let a creative do their thing. Because here's really the bottom line, and I'm going to end the podcast on this. Should Snyder have set out with BVS or Justice League to make a three or four hour long movie? Maybe, maybe not. It's like I said before, I don't mind long movies. You know, you know, to me, the length of the movie is whatever the length of the movie. If that's what the studio and the director feel is the appropriate runtime for the movie, then that is the appropriate runtime for the movie. And it's only my job to enjoy the media that is given to me. So I don't care about the length. The movie could be an hour and a half. It could be four hours. It could be more than four hours. I don't care. As long as it is a cohesive and good movie to make. And I think moving forward, you know, if studios bring somebody on board, before they even get to shooting or filming anything, if they start to realize they have issues or they don't like a direction that somebody is taking something, well then fucking don't push it further, you know? like have the balls to be like hey we're not okay with this you know this isn't what we want but if you're a studio that is willing to take a chance you know then fucking let the person take a chance and make their thing because I know that there's a lot of people that wouldn't have felt this way but I would have seen the Snyder Cut of this movie in the theater I would have been there day one watching this four-hour cut of the movie. I would have been there. Um, so it's frustrating. 
it's frustrating because I think this is going to show what really is possible when studios just trust the creatives. Because this movie, I really think, would have made Warner Brothers billions of dollars. If they wanted a movie to do Infinity War, because we have to imagine this movie came out, you know, after after Infinity War. And they wanted they wanted to do Infinity War numbers. I think they would have gotten it with this movie. I really do. I think if they had released the Snyder Cut in theaters, it would have made them a shit ton of money. Theaters would have been packed, y'all. So that's that's honestly where I'm at with this, guys. Like, I I can respect people that enjoy the 2017 version for what it was, but I think it's a bastardization of the real version of the movie, and it's a crying. Sh- it's a far fetch. Uh, or whatever. It's just it's 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 not what Snyder intended to make. It's just not. And uh, I don't know that I could ever watch after today. I don't know that I could ever watch the 2017 version again. I really don't. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Please feel free to let me know your thoughts on everything. I would love to hear it. You can find me on Twitter at bshu89. You can find me on the website and, uh, yeah, and the Facebook group. Um, but I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.